When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to What She Wants. You know what I want? I want some pizza. I want pizza. I want chicken wings. I have I want- pizza. I don't have chicken wings. You don't have pizza. You're. I have it for guests when they. Oh. <laughs> it's frozen. You You're paleo. Yeah. Wow. You're quite the host. I am frozen. Quite the host. Frozen pizza for guests. Yes. Frozen pizzas for no. drunk people. My guests are three and under. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true for kids. Okay. Exactly. That makes that's sense. what they want. So, Kristen, I was very turned on by you right before the show. I'm sorry. I was very turned on by the fact that you were being so technical. Oh, yeah. And I'm a sapio something, remember? Mm-hmm. So, I, like, that was very attractive. So sapiosexual. For, sapiosexual. So, for those of you who do, who are not here with us, obviously, and who are not here before our Thank show, God. Kristen has set us up with, like, this mic situation that is very technical. She had to do audio medies. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you say it? I don't know. It's I such know. a weird word. I M-I-D-I. Know. It must be meaty. Is it meaty? But I. But it sounds like meat, meaty. Like a meaty. Audio meaties. She had to do, I don't know, even know what she did, but she did like ninja shit and now we have our podcast hopefully sounding good to those who are listening. Well, we can thank Day, my intern. Still totally <laughs> blown away by the fact that I have an intern. <laughs> I like know. you, Like an intern has an intern. Is he learning comedy? Because you're not that funny. He, he wants to learn comedy, and I'm like, well, this is a slow boat to. <laughs> <I'll teach you. laughs> this is a slow boat computer, to China. Exactly. Yeah, um, he. Uh, I have like a built-in IT guy. Yeah, he's Asian. He doesn't even <laughs> actually really do IT technically, but because he's Asian, he technically do? he must be IT. Yeah, exactly. What does he, What does he do? Um, I can't disclose that information. Oh, okay. He's right. trying to exit his current position. Oh. What? A, yeah, if his boss listened to our show, this guy's screwed. Yeah. Why did you say his name? He said I can say his first name. Okay. Day. Because there's okay, not fine. There, well, there's not many days. Right. Well, so there they are might many know days. who he is. <laughs> well, there's many days in the year. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you for doing this. Uh, hopefully, this sounds much better for people who have been bearing with us while we're going through our transition. Uh, we are still recording in my bedroom because I think it's kind of awesome recording from my bedroom, and I think our guests like it. <laughs> you have a nice bedroom, including our guest who has flown in. From San Francisco. Yeah. Which <laughs> is so flying far, still in. a fly, fl- flight in to see us. We feel pretty cool right now. Well, hey, Mike, before I – you can't talk yet, though, <laughs> um, because I just want to tell people that I was recognized. Oh, yeah. Twice from our well, – Let's just talk about how we're cool for a little bit. Well, no. Bring Mike in. The first one I was recognized on a date, and it was funny because the kid said to me, do you get recognized? I'm like, do I get recognized? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm a nobody. Right. Like, you're on a date with a nobody. <laughs> And then he went to the bathroom and he came back and there was a guy sitting next to me and uh, I said, this guy recognized me. Oh and I God. swear to God, I did not pay him to, to right. say that. Um, and then uh, a couple days later, driving Uber, yes. which is the fancier version, um, the guy, this guy got in the car. He's like, wait, your last name's like Carnes, Carney something. And he knew me from Corolla, but then also in turn knew Askwoman from knowing me on Corolla. Interesting. So anyway, I'm that. famous. I'm not. Well, you would be yeah. if, if you I got out in the world. You. Right, if I well, left if you got out in the world. I am. Mom. I'm starting to. I'm starting to go out in public now, which I really, really like. One more thing before we introduce Mike, your Jeff Garland interview. Um, yeah, it's a huge deal. You're getting closer and closer to Larry. And to well, Jerry. it's funny how like once you do things, you don't feel like they're a big deal. I'm like, yeah. So I interviewed Jeff Garland. What's That's a big deal? Cool. No, it is for your other podcast. Obviously. For my other podcast, um, he was really, um, really awesome because. A friend of mine, a comedian, Jenna Friedman, she's friends with him, and um, he I – th- I don't really know how it worked out, but um, he got my email from her, and he asked to come on the, my podcast. He was mm-hmm. like, I want to, like, support you, and I feel really – you know, I feel for what you're going through and blah, blah, blah. So he was really cool. Um, like I said to Marnie before the show started that I didn't want to um, – Go gaga over. Go gaga over Larry mm-hmm. because people – but this can – relate to going on dates because if you're out with, you know, your two girlfriends and you know, or if you're out with a girlfriend and you know she always gets more of the attention, 
that's like Larry David for him. Right. So I didn't want to be like, oh, I love Larry. I love your friend Larry. Because I grew up, I had a cute girlfriend named Ashley. All the boys loved her. They'd be like, where's your friend Ashley? Where's Ashley? And I'm like, what about me, motherfuckers? Like, I'm right here. Yeah. So I didn't want to do that to Jeff. I think Jeff Jeff's great, but clearly Larry's my hero. Right. Um, but he was so generous and so patient. And I was, you know how I tried to do the setup here? Yeah. I was trying to do this in front of Jeff. I was like, my armpits like were sweating. Like yeah, I was like, just hold tight. I'll be, yeah. I'll be. T- uh, and he was super cool and patient. But that, um, our podcasts come out weeks late. So yeah. that is probably out by now. Right. If you guys are listening to this episode. Yes, and you should go listen to it. Was yeah. he funny? He was funny, but he was also really genuine. He suffers from depepression. He is on Lexapro. I didn't know that going over there. I just thought he had, because on his Wikipedia. Thought being nice. I thought he was being nice. Um, and I saw I, I assumed he was also suffering from the same thing, so that's why he was le- reaching out to you. In a way, you can assume it because he's a comedian, but um, he's also incredibly successful. And in my brain, I pretend, you know, I think that that negates all sadness, even though I know that's not the case. Yeah. But It um, actually heightens it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he has on his Wikipedia that he has ADHD. So I just thought he had ADHD, and I thought, okay, well, that's something to talk about and what medicine he might be on for it. Right. Um, but during the interview, I found out he had depression. I didn't even know before we started. Very so he's been on Lexapro for a long time. Okay, very interesting. Well, people who are listening to this, then go check out the wonderful Jeff Garland interview, which will hopefully bring her one step closer to Larry or Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> my God, you have no idea. Maybe they have depression. <laughs> I don't. Neither of those two have depression. I think you know we that? did talk about that either before or after. Well, on the episode I did with Neil Brennan on my other podcast, which is called Mentally Chill. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil mentioned about he had met, just met Jerry, and we both verified we're pretty sure he does not have would never come close to having depression. Right. It's just not his brain type. Um, but I think after we got off the air, Jeff, I asked Jeff something about Larry, and Jeff verified like Larry doesn't is not depressed. Yeah. Okay. Those very, they're very they're cool. like hard. They're like hard, in a way they're very sensitive souls, but also very like cut and dry souls at the same time that I feel right. like couldn't suffer from depression. Right. No, I, th- I would see the same thing as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. Well, go check that out. Now we are going to welcome our Mike. guest that has flown in from San Francisco. Mike. I thought you forgot about me. No. We were trying to forget about Princeton. you. But tell us about you, your world, photography. Well, because, well before, oh, before we say that, just who you are. Yeah, who you are. For people. So you flew in from San Francisco to come on our podcast. True story. You are a listener. True again. Which is awesome. Um, you are not here to talk necessarily about your dating life, about but about your photography and how that ties into, ties into dating. dating. So how like my, my development as an artist and as a, a business person sort of mirrors my personal development as well. Uh, and one of the, the strong messages I teach, because I teach photography, uh, is to own who you are as an artist, to develop your own style. Obviously, you learn things from others. We try and recreate things. We mimic techniques. Um, but ultimately, we shouldn't do what we don't like, and we should only do what we do like. Uh, and some people are going to get on that train, and some people are going to try and set it on fire, uh, which is awesome both ways, because that means they care. Right. Uh and it, it's the same thing with dating and relationships. You need to be who you want to be and what's really in your heart versus what you think others want um, because it's not sustainable. It's exhausting. Um, Trying to please other people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like wear this, this mask and, you know, walk around in this facade that is not you. Right. So how did you learn this? Obviously, you were wearing the mask for a long period of time. Yeah. I and then chose I, not to. Yeah, I knew what I wanted to do when I got started in photography seven years ago professionally, and I was teaching, and I was loving it. I mean, I was getting paid to like literally McDonald's? do whatever I want. Yeah, absolutely. They stole that from me, those <laughs> bastards. Um, and I could do whatever I want, and I would literally make up some kind of topic for a photo shoot, and I would advertise it, and people would sign up, and I would learn it that week so I could teach them how to do it over the weekend. Oh, and it was that. like, light this fire under my own butt so I could learn these new creative techniques that's and that's a McDonald's again. Yeah. Yes. Nuts Chipotle, isn't it? That's, <laughs> right, that's, true. that's true. Especially if you eat them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, we'll put my address in the, uh, the show notes for the royalty checks guys. Yeah. Uh, so 
then when people started asking me to photograph like families and engagements and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, I am, I am all down for that. Um, so can we like blow something up? Am I going to body paint all of you? How crazy are we going to get? And they're like, no, we just want to sit on a park bench. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, but we'll give you lots of money. And I'm like, well, okay. And I did that <laughs> for like three years and I would like loathe going to my shoots. So if you're one of my former clients, you were an exception, I promise. Right. Uh, but I was so burnt out. Like I was dreading every shoot that I had really? to go to. Yeah. It just like, this is what I wanted to do. I thought, and then I wasn't into it. And so, like, last year, I totally, like, scrubbed my business, closed it up, uh, took down the website, got rid of all the photos I didn't want people to see and book me for. Really? Uh, Yeah, new business name, registered everything, new website, started from scratch with just the work I wanted them to hire me for. Uh, And it was scary at first because I knew that all these people that have been paying my bills for the last uh, three or four years. Yeah, disappear. Yeah, they were. And I, I raised my prices like 50%. It was a huge jump. But I added other services on. Like I included wardrobe because I wanted to make sure people looked really, really cool with like rented dresses from Rent the Runway and, you know, mandatory hair and makeup styling because I have a, a really amazing uh, hairstyling and makeup artist team, Derailed Beauty Trolley. Hire them. Uh, and I wanted all this stuff to be mandatory for all of my shoots because it was the experience as much as it was for the photos yeah and uh there was no more like well you could get this as like a top package because no one was taking that thing and i wasn't enjoying it this is the package yeah this this, is what you get this is all i want to give you because it's amazing and if you don't want that then great um but i just started making phone calls and put myself out there and things picked right back up to where they left off despite no one having heard of me it was like zero reviews online zero website traffic and yeah. things just started rolling but um, you felt better so much better yeah i'm like excited to take pictures of people cuz i can blow stuff up and body paint people and cover them in glitter it's wonderful that's amazing so how yeah. did you get to that place from pleasing everybody else to you know obviously pleasing yourself yeah. how did you get the confidence to make that jump well, I wasn't doing enough of the fun shoots on the weekends um, or weekdays because I was shooting the families and stuff on the weekends. And it was just all of the... That the phrase can be so different. Right. Yeah. Shooting families on the weekends. Right. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I felt like... Yeah, change the context. But I I wasn't doing enough of the fun stuff to like justify having to do the stuff that I wasn't totally in love with. And it just... like The, the scales were so tipped. I couldn't just keep doing it. I... I didn't want to take on new clients. Like, wasn't worth it. But I have bills to pay because I live in Silicon Valley. We just got voted most expensive city in the world or in the the country, San Jose. Um, That's crazy. That I totally thought Silicon Valley was Silicon Valley. Yes, so did I. Like lots of surgeons. Yeah. Like no, no, no. I well. Oh, you thought lots of surgeons. I thought lots of women with fake boobs. Oh, would that in turn be lots? Right. Exactly. No. Same thing. The old dating show on MTV um, singled out. Yes. Right? So I remember one of the the categories where it's like you pick a a this or a that, and then they dismiss whoever doesn't have the one you wanted. Um, And one of the the cards that was dismissed was like Silicon Valley. And I'm like, I don't think that sounds right. And then I went and looked it up, and that's how I learned the difference between Silicon and Silicon. Oh, Oh, I've always thought that. Damn it, I'm an idiot. Um, That's totally Orange County, right? What? The silicone. Silicone Silicone Valley. Valley. Yes, 100%. I think so from what I've heard. Um, I want to go back to what you were saying before because I want to transfer this conversation to being about dating, obviously, and that's why you came onto the show. But so like how – so let me take a step back. Most guys who are out there and not being successful in dating are typically trying to do things that please other people. They go on dates and they're trying to please. They're trying. They're going on dates. They're tap dancing and doing shows for women instead of going out on dates and doing what they want to do. Um – And it's making them miserable and a lot of people end up quitting or giving up on dating and just getting or settling or being really, really frustrated. So, so how do we, how do we help those guys who are listening? How do we help them do what you've done in your business, but do it for their dating lives? So one of the things that I coach my students through, I've made this downloadable guide for them. Um, and it, it breaks down questions of like why did you get into this like what are you honestly looking for and it's not like a five minute fill out the blank or fill in the blank thing but like really take a look at these reasons and figure out what it is and then how do we do more of that thing and then focus focus on that so if you were to sit down and do the same thing like what do i really want to do what what makes me happy what do i do on the weekends um you know like it it's great practice to go try and meet people in places you go. I'm a rock climber. I have tons of friends at the gym. I go to everything. Um, 
because that's like my happy place and I can totally talk to anyone about rocks and shit there. Um, I like that I can swear on here, by the way, too. Yeah. Well, because that's you- your space. You're doing things that are making you happy. Yeah. We had um, Tucker Max on our show like a really long time ago. We were over at Podcast One and that was one of the things that he said he started doing. Do you remember that? Rock climbing? No, not rock climbing, but he he was going out and trying to date people in other spaces that he was told were good spaces to right, meet yoga other individuals. Yoga a classic thing. Right. right, so he was doing all these things and not meeting the people that he wanted. He wasn't really he was like, oh, maybe I don't want to be serious and date people yeah. because I'm not meeting quality people. And so he took some time off and he got really clear on the things that he liked to do and things that he wanted to and places that he wanted to go, wrote them down, and then also wrote down people that he wanted to meet and the woman that he connects with and the woman that he's looking for, what, what she will be like. so often about writing things down. This person told me a story once where she, she, met her, she met her future husband. She said like two hours after she wrote down every single thing that she wanted, she's like, I manifest, manifested. Well, you could say In that. In Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> manifested, but manifested for men. Um, she manifested <laughs> him, she felt like. And then yeah. someone else said the same thing, that as soon as they wrote something down, it was like it became super clear and mm-hmm. it almost in a way naturally like weeded out other people. Mm-hmm. There's know. there's because a word for this. It's like a it's a, a cognitive bias that you develop. And right. I, I like just read about this in this awesome philosophy book. Uh, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's a like a syndrome. They uh, whatever this is like when you buy a new car you notice that everyone on the road has that car yeah. right so if you write down these things and you're looking like acknowledging like okay this is the thing then you're going to start seeing that everywhere because it's it's fresh in your mind because mm-hmm. you can weed that out yeah. for yourself it just makes it more tangible because all of these floaty lofty ideas float around our head every single day and once we get them to be real and tangible and put them on paper, that's when they can become something real that we can act out or we can go follow or we can follow instructions or go after. Um, that's why writing things down is really, really totally. important. Yeah. And then you can break that down, like find a dichotomy for all those words that you list down in this this cloud or, or however you decide to do it. So it's like, I want someone who's really hot. Okay, well, what does that mean? Are they in great shape? Now, do you want someone who likes fitness? Do you like someone that eats well? Because right. those are great things. Or... You know, what, what is the root of that? Do you want somebody on your arm to make you feel validated? Because then this has nothing to do with them. So by identifying those things. But it, even if that was your answer, that you do want that, then that is what you're looking for. Totally. It's and not it, a judgment towards that answer. Exactly. But then once you know what the real goal is, mm-hmm. then you know what to look for. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just standing on the street corner shouting, hoping somebody thinks that you're cool. Right, exactly. You're going after what you want instead of taking what comes your way and then picking through saying, yeah, that doesn't work, that doesn't work, this works, I'll take this. People listening might remember this the guy that ghosted me a long time ago. It was last year when I first started dating. Mm-hmm. We're like besties now. Really? It's really funny. Yeah, We so last night we were talking. The depressed one? Yes. Okay. Yep. And I think I still think that was a bullshit excuse. He will hold tight to that and say, no, I swear to God, I do. but he, he just didn't think I was cool enough at the time. Um, but we were talking last night over mess- Instagram message- messages because he's in Europe. Um, but I was just saying how much I want a boyfriend and like it's more for validation for me. And he was just saying, um, you need to stop dating right now for a little while and just get yourself straight because you're never going to find the boyfriend you want in the mind frame that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I'm like, so does that mean we're not getting married? Right, exactly. <laughs> mean him. Well, but um, you've actually su- successfully turned around and ghost, so that's interesting. Because I, oh my god, yeah, he thinks I'm like the coolest. Really, he loves me. Yeah, when when he gets back from Europe, we're hanging out a lot. Well, because I, I want to continue down this path with Mike, but I, d- I do have a question. Can can guys turn a ghosting around? So if you ghost a guy and you cut him off, you just disappear. Can he get you back? Is it possible? Well, it just depends on the type of person he is. So, for example, this guy. Um, he's very sarcastic. He's very dry. He's very judgmental. He's very funny. He's wonderful. Stop (laughs) talking about me. I'm right here in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he, he liked the way that I handled his ghosting. So I wrote to him, so he ghosted me and I wrote to him the night saying like, you're, you know, you make me feel so young being ditched, you know, like it's like I'm in high school again. He didn't write back to that. And then I wrote to him like two days later and I'm like, really? Like I was ghosted. I, I just don't see myself as the type who would get ghosted. He didn't respond to that. Then I think I wrote to him like a week after that, just more in a sarcastic way. Do you think a girl could do the same thing? I mean, I'm sorry, a guy, a guy. could do the same thing too. If he's very, if he's just being really genuine, I think so. Because I was just being genuine. I'm like, you don't need to answer. I'm just tro- totally blown away by the fact that I was right. ghosted. Because I'm new to the dating and like this just seems so fucking weird. The dating? 
the dating. Yeah. The dating. Yeah. Um, and you put so articles write... on everything down here, right? Your freeways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's got the, especially me, the Kristen. The Kristen. Yeah. Uh, the Carney. And so I wrote to him again, and that last message is what won him over because I said, you should come on my podcast and talk about why you ghosted me. I just think it would be super funny. And he thought that was the funniest thing ever. Right. And so then he was like, I like this chick. And we, <laughs> she has a podcast. That's he's just using you. Yeah. Well, he did write that's to me the other LA. Day and said we should have a podcast. And I was like, on what skinny jeans? Because right. he wears really tight skinny jeans. Right. Um. Uh. And then he, of course, had a really good comeback to that, which is like work on your sense of humor. That wasn't funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I like it. Uh. That kind of stuff. But um. He liked that because it really spoke to his sense of humor. The fact that I wanted him to come talk shit about me on my own podcast. Right. So it just depends on the way that you connect with the girl. There might there might be no chance it would work, but I think there is a chance. It right. Could so work. lesson for everybody listening: get a podcast, <laughs> and then if you're ghosted, just invite the girl onto the podcast. But it's not even get the podcast. It's be ballsy and do something that makes them go whoa. Okay. Yeah, not question mark, question mark. Where did you go? Yeah, like, why aren't you writing you, back to me? Why would you do this to me? I'm amazing and you're missing out. Exactly. It, it wasn't that. It was like, I want you to talk talk shit about me in front of people that, right. I, that I, I want to respect me. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Very interesting. Back to Mike's conversation about owning who you are because that is also an example of totally. owning who you are because you you had the balls to put yourself out there in that way and go and after what you want. it was also because I wasn't – concerned with him I wasn't head over heels I didn't need to have him in my life I just was like no this guy's kind of cool and I think it would be freaking funny yeah you're like I want to understand this ghosting thing like what the hell is going on yeah okay interesting to it without a mode of desperation I think it could work but if you're desperate I don't think it will (laughs) well I wanted to ask you Mike what are three things that people can ask themselves like if if to write down what are three things that can help them figure out who they are and how they want to present themselves? I know this is a tough question. Yeah, totally but wasn't you, you, prepared for you wrote a guidebook for True. people to do in photography. How do you transfer that over? Because they're the same questions. It's really, it's like looking at your inner self, yeah. who you want to be, how you want to express yourself, and how you want others to see you. Yeah, totally. Um, I think lifestyle is a huge thing. Like I have friends that are, most of my friends, like burlesque dancers, circus acrobats, like really into fitness. That really... explains the red nail polish. Right. True. You know, you know I've been waiting since I got here for you to point oh, that no, out, by the way. Oh, no, this first thing I noticed. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> we keep going. We'll get to it. Uh, they're like really dedicated to what they do. And, you know, it's like I go out in the city after a show and I want a beer and 300 slices of pizza. And they're like, well, I'm going to go to the gym at five o'clock. Cool. Right. Um, but they're amazing at what they do, like Cirque du Soleil kind of stuff. And I commend that dedication yeah so so your lifestyle you know because that's the thing if they get up and go to the gym at 5 a.m and you're a night owl then that's just not right (laughs) Um, yeah i don't understand people like that uh so you got to figure figure that out like what's really important to you and it's not a matter of being flexible because obviously relationships are about compromise it is about being flexible for them because they are doing acrobats right they can literally put things behind things that we can't yes (laughs) uh I love how like I throw people off because my comments sometimes are so dumb. They make no sense. They don't keep the conversation flowing. And then you, number one, are normally on podcast. Well, no, you are on podcast for your photography, but you're not on podcast with me. So you don't know. Like people, it's like funny watching people try to roll back into what they were saying. Yeah, because really something I knew what I was talking about in the first place. Yeah. Uh, I've been like mentally preparing for this, by the way. Oh my God, that's so funny. (laughs) How? How have you prepared for this? I've studied all of her material. Like, <laughs> so you're very sad. I have right like now. one of those pin boards on my wall with yarn connecting Please everything. Just put the pins right in my head. Just right in the forehead. Just I can do that only if you let me take pictures. Sure. Okay, okay. So number number two. The first one is um your lifestyle. Does it coincide and what are you willing to be flexible about? Like if you're not vegetarian and they are, then you can totally work things out. Um I realize I could never date a vegan. I'm not flexible on that. That's a whole other monster. Mm-hmm. Vegetarian I could date, vegan. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. It depends if they like look at your at jacket and your couch and everything else and get all judgy. No, it's all judgy. I'm, oh, well, it depends how extreme they are with their veganism. Yeah. Like, eh, I don't like your shoes, your purse. Like, that's a different story. But it's funny because I like to judge everyone. But I'm, right. Like, you can't judge me. Right. But it's way There's more fun to give it. There's one judger in the family and <laughs> yeah. it's going to be me. There's not room for the both of us. Right. Number two. You just, yeah, number two. Was okay, um, goals. What are you actually going toward? Like, do you do you want kids? Like, be real. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to get married? Is that a thing that you even believe in? Um, been, it's okay if you don't have definitive answers for these things, if they are left unknown. It doesn't have to be exact. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to come up with these things right now, but it's something to, like, maybe write down a list with blank lines that you can keep coming back to. Yeah. Um, 
because it's going to come up in conversation and then you'll be prompted with different stimuli and you can mm-hmm. figure out what it is you actually want. Um, so I think goals is totally a huge one. If you want to retire up in the mountains or retire out on the beach or work till the day you die, whatever your goal is, um, that you need to be honest with yourself about that. I think we also have matching phone cases. Twinsies. No. Oh. <laughs> You're like, no. totally shut. Nice I'm, line. Your oh, I'm colorblind. Fun fact. So I, I can't oh. actually tell the difference between a lot of the colors. All right, well, we'll get to that. That's the, I do want to say one thing about being colorblind. If you're colorblind, wouldn't you still see those as being the same wrong color if you thought that they were the same? Um, it depends on the lighting, what they're up against. The, oh, really? Yeah, it's I like the different the colors way. that yeah, are around like, okay, me. I, I see that as blue wouldn't if you see it as green wouldn't you always see it as green that's what i think but i guess that's incorrect no it depends like because whatever this blue blanket versus i don't know what color your walls are this is blue (laughs) (laughs) first one in my life in my 31 years i got one right um but like my phone case apparently is pink and i thought it was white and i didn't know until like three days later when somebody asked me either way it's not white mine's clear i see it as coffee (laughs) you're both color or is that freudian yeah mom let me see yeah. It's the warm it's coffee color. It's the color temperature of the lights. Well, how much cream are you putting in your coffee? A lot of <laughs> <Apparently. a> lot. <laughs> this is definitely mauve. Any any hoosers and It's not white. You. It's not white. It's, it's not, not pink. White. Everybody's colorblind. We'll get it Continue. in daylight. Go on with anyway. your third question. So number two was where do you want to go? Yeah. Like right? Lifestyle goals. Yeah. Um and then I think number three. three would be what do you want what how does it feel when you're beside the person? That you're it's like going the love to language, select love languages. Like what yeah. validates you? Yeah, and do you communicate the same way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to like feel it's... as if you're understood. You like certain you, you you want to get into your own head for a second and just envision the person who is your partner and how you will feel when you're around them. How you'll feel when you're in an argument. How you'll feel when you have something good happen. You those are the things that you want to think about about what that partner brings to your life. That those are the three questions. So it is lifestyle goals and then who is the partner who are you looking for who are you looking to mesh with yeah how are you looking to feel when you're around that person because a lot of people can tolerate different things and Mm -hmm. some people can't tolerate different things so those i think those are oh my god i cannot speak today those are three great questions you're always speaking because i'm always like stepping over my words um Yes, those are three really good questions to start off with. Or you can go to my website, you get any one of my programs, <laughs> and I have a much more thorough questionnaire of things that you can ask yourself. Like, because there are things to really think about. Yeah. This is this is a decision you're potentially making for life, right? I don't know. So I'm, if that's your thing, if that's your thing, if that's what you want, or even for a certain period of time in your right. life, and you want to enjoy most moments of it. So the more clear you are, just the same as what that woman said where she wrote down what she was looking for in a partner and she found him like two seconds later. Even if they're there for an afternoon, you want to make sure they're the right people sitting across. And it all starts inside of you. So Mm -hmm. this isn't a thing like, well, again, these are qualities that I feel like other people would enjoy or that I should be feeling. Right. Like be totally true to you and, you know, if you're not a square peg looking for a square hole, find the wonky star-shaped one because there's going to be a wonky star-shaped hole out there just right. waiting for you. It's just like so hard because there's not a club for wonky star-shaped things. It's so called the there D- is there is so you next time you're in the city. It's called the DNA Lounge. I'm going to take you. Okay, okay cool. Yeah, and there's lots of clubs like that out there. <laughs> yeah, for all like the wonky stuff that exists but, in the world. But every I club. was thinking about this last night. How actually I was normally I'm not grateful for comedy, like being involved somewhat in comedy. Um, but I was watching a friend's Instagram thing and he's so funny. And I was like, I am so thankful that I started doing comedy because I got to meet people like him. Yeah. And so you just have to get involved and look in the right places. Yeah, for sure. And the, the, the one thing that I'm taking away from what Mike is saying is that you have to stay true to who you are and not try to con- uh, conform, configure. What's the right word? Conform. Twist yourself to being what's well, right for everybody else. Cause I'll tell you one little story about me for my own business. Um, the other side of, The other portion of what I do for my business is online marketing, right? Which I've always kind of fought against in some way and used to make me really bitter and angry. I'm I'm a part of a group called the Seduction Syndicate and we're a group of online marketers who are also um, dating coaches. And there are half the people on there who are first and foremost online marketers and then they do the dating coaching. And then there's the other side that flips it around where they're like hardcore people who really want to help other individuals who also dabble in online marketing. And I would get really down on myself in the beginning 
portion of being in this group because I kept trying to do things the way that other people were doing them. Focusing on split tests and VSLs and writing good sales copy that always sounded so bullshitty and crappy to me. It, was, oh, it always felt like horrible in my gut, but I would do it because I'm like, it's working for them and they're getting more people to know about them. Their message is getting spread around the world, so it must be right. And after like a year and a half of being in this group, I honestly just said, fuck it. I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. And I'll hire other people to do this stuff to to a level that I'm comfortable with so it's still really authentic and real. And as soon as I started doing that and focusing more on the things that I loved doing, like media appearances and having a podcast and getting my voice out there, my business took off. I didn't utilize any of the tools that these other people were using um, and it still did even better. So so exactly what you were saying, yeah. like speaking to who you are as a person and acknowledging and understanding who that is is really important because I didn't know that. It. And not yeah. fighting totally. it. It brings, it brings more success and more happiness. I will say I didn't feel as tormented. Yeah. And one of the misconceptions a lot of people have is when you think you're – you're trying to be a certain way to please other people. Maybe you don't even know what they actually want. And you're Most often trying, you don't. You're right. just assuming. Yeah, you're trying to be this thing that you think they want. And they're like, what, what the hell is that guy doing? I, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Well, that's why I always say when you're on a date and you're attempting to please a person that you're going on a date with for a first date, somebody that you don't know, you don't know what their background is, what they will be turned on by, what they'll find funny. If you're trying to weasel your way into their world, you're always going to fall flat on your face. What if they're awful? Why would you try and do that? You don't even know them yet. Wonderful. And you're stopping any chemistry from happening because you're, you're, you think you know them really well and you think you know it will make them laugh as opposed to you yourself finding humor in what you find humorous around you or you find pleasant or you find really annoying, whatever it is. You're stopping yourself from being you because you're trying to please another individual and stopping all chemistry from possibly happening. Yeah. I took a little break from doing Bumble for like a week and then last night I was bored and lonely so I was back on it and um, I mess with dudes. I mess with them like because I that's who I am. That's how I like to communicate. That's how I like to connect with people and this morning I was kind of looking – because I sent some messages last night where they were clearly asleep because they are regular humans and I'm not. Right. Um, and so a few messages came in from them, th- them this morning and none of them were terrible at all. But I just thought how I need to own the fact that not all guys are going to get me and be okay with it. And it's going to weed out the right people until the uh, until the right person shows up. So because I wanted to last night instead of like my friend, that who, the ghoster, he goes, don't try to be so witty. And I'm like, but that's who I am. Like, I can't help it. I'm not going to just go in with a, with a hi or hello because that's that's going to set them up to think I'm someone I'm not. And so I'm just embr- – I have to embrace the way I communicate. You're helping them raise the bar a little bit too. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But they might not find it sexy or – you know, yeah. Exactly. So this morning when I got some messages back, for a moment I felt empowered because I was like, I talked the way I wanted to talk and it might not work for everybody but it'll work for the right person. Yeah, that's why online, there's a lot of people in their in their pictures, they try to cover up tattoos, or they try to cover up um, piercings or other things that are very individual about them. Um, but in fact, people who show those things off get more uh, people contacting them and they have better better communication yeah. overall. They get better results there's something online because on. there's something that sticks out about them that somebody else can comment on and that they can see that there's something original or something that they may connect to in some way. So anytime that you try to muffle or uh, cover up Don't who you it. are, yeah. Do you think it, there's an extreme though? Definitely. Like I think – and that actually went through my head this morning as well where I thought – well, you don't want to like scare people away and be huge. You can modify it to bring people in and then weed from there. Yes. Right. So that you're not like this amplified version because it's not necessarily who – you don't need to be well, so how do you do that all the time. Um, well, like for example, last night there was a guy – I like to – whenever I see dudes, I, I stereotype who they're going to like and I'll say this, this guy's not going to be into me. I'm too quirky for him. He wants more of like a you know Southern Belle type chick or something. Um, so for him, like I went in and so his name is Grant. And instead of saying, you know, so whatever quirky opener, I would usually say, I go, I just said, Grant, Hey, and that wasn't like, that was me modifying, but not taking away who I was. It was like, I want him to be able to open up and see if we actually could connect. And then it turned out he was very funny and he just texted me this morning. Right. Um, so instead of me going like. What's the deal with whatever whatever I would have said? 
I just mild made it a little more mild. With Grant Hay? Grant, period. Hay, period. Grant, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's me being more mild of myself. That's me as a milder version. Interesting. I see that it's being you like a boring version of you. Well, no, if I just said, hey, that's a boring version of me. But, but was, because you, I said Oh, because you put his name first. Grant, period. And right. then that was one separate, hey, period. Interesting. Yeah. So would you advise guys to do that? Um, Not use necessarily that line. I mean, they could say Kristen, period, hey, period. I would be like, hey. I, I feel like it's just more of a like a Does something else. commanding like a- way or demanding – or not demanding, but commanding. Right. Like, I'm saying your name. Or something. There's something stately or st- okay. No, I understand that. About okay, that. I get that. It's bold. It's bold. Um, like put it in bold too. That'd be good. No. I don't think they have that option on, right. on Bumble quite okay. yet. Put it in parentheses next to it. This isn't bold. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I would do something like that. Um, so I think you yeah, see, you but could. that's kind of quirky and sexy too. Yeah, to do that. Yeah. Okay. So it's just like you know. I mean, compared to some of my other openers, it was very mild. But again, I wanted. I didn't think he would get my sense of humor and turned out again he was really funny yeah well so what are you picturing in terms of an extreme i which must be pretty extreme for you because you have red nail polish which i i consider to be very extreme so yeah that for you is probably mild like most of the photos i have are like my friends and i going to events and it's like tuesday and there's a show at whatever but we're all dressed up for the theme and i know that's intimidating for a lot of people but not um, for somebody who also likes doing that no totally and that's the thing when i go out i can meet people anywhere and i can get dates all the time i have i've had like one date in all of my online dating experience like no one messages me back i don't know if oh i've really? had like okay. tons of my female friends read the profiles and be like is this garbage am i offending people and i mean sometimes it's just different in person yeah. like for sometimes example on paper does not work right it doesn't right. like for example um um neil brennan i don't he's not I'm not saying you're you're very attractive. You're a very handsome guy. I know. <laughs> Neil, <laughs> Neil, I actually saw Neil on Tinder, and if I didn't know who he was, I would have never swiped right. Really? Yeah. But in person, I, um, this is on the podcast as well. Stevie had a huge crush on Neil. I think a lot of people. And do. I have a crush on Neil, and because in person he's he's confident, he's funny, he's he's got an air around him that would not read on Tinder. That does right. not read on Tinder. But because I know I'm a person, you know, so there's – and I thought to myself, actually, last night while I was swiping, I wonder how many guys I'm swiping left on that I would actually like in person. Right. Yeah. But probably a lot. I'm probably swiping 100%. left on a lot. Well, of that's them. why it's it's better to do both, like go in the real world and go in the fake world as well because you, you're you getting – not a different uh, take. Well, I guess you're getting a different take on people. You're seeing some, a person flat and then you're seeing somebody in three dimensions. What do you think about this? So my my ghosting friend um, last night was saying no matter what, someone you meet on Bumble is not going to work out. He said because it's – the guy's doing it because it's easy. So he already, number one, doesn't want to put the effort in. Um, he said if you meet – if you met that same guy on the street, your chances are way higher because he had to work to get you to get you to talk to him. And then he said, number two, the guy already knows you like him because you swiped right. So the game for him is basically already over. And so his take on online dating is it's just most, for the most part, never going to work. I don't think that's true at all. I think um, it sounds kind of true, though. Really? Yeah. I think why? You're still it's going like, on dates. It's not like the yeah. chase is over. There's still other things to chase for. But like the guy last night, the Grant guy, um, he said, how long, you know, like, how's this been going for you? And I'm like, meh. Um, and uh, I said a little more than that, but... Um, he said, well, period, Did you? Yeah. Meh, period, grant, period. <laughs> I've spoken all the right. um, He said, well, he said it's whatever, but it's just incredibly convenient. And I kind of was like, oh, yeah, it is convenient. You know, it's easy. He can sit in his bed. He doesn't have to work hard. I wasn't like, a, you know, he didn't have to work hard to score a conversation with me. But that's also his intention he, uh, for it just, using it. it. He's not, not using it him, as seriously. But it might not make him value you to the extent that he would have if he met you in another way is basically what I think. That's true. But if he's having the same goals for himself, he may not have valued you if he met you in person either. Yeah. yeah. He may look like I think the it, same it translates the same. Yeah. I think it's showing you where he's at in his dating life where he's like, eh, I'm not really that into this or that serious about it, which is totally fine to be casual about it and have great things come your way if they come your way. But I, I think that that would transfer over to real life as well. I don't know. I'm not really online. into Bumble or Tinder. Um, I've given them limited – attempts um i'm done with tinder one of i have to be is it even still going it's like the twitter of dating right like some people kind of use it but it's not because i feel like twitter's still kind of cool facebook's totally not cool it's not 
No. Facebook is not cool. Or MySpace. Maybe not... Tinder is like the new MySpace of... I feel like Facebook Maybe. is very cool. Facebook, like Facebook is super Live. cool. Like they they yeah. keep always really? reinventing In themselves. World, yeah? Facebook isn't cool. Really? Maybe it's not Over Facebook. Comedians. Maybe it's... Yeah, maybe it's me. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I'm the common denominator. Maybe. Seriously. Yeah. I'm not um, on anything. But no, Tinder <laughs> I have to be done with because I am so getting like dudes who just want to hook up. And the guy that I mentioned on the show who wouldn't go- take me to the movies... After my friend's death, um, I said to him the other day, because he said, come over and see me. And I was like, I'll go out and do something with you and then come over and see you. And then he wrote back something again about his fucking dog. And so then I go, okay, you either don't like to leave your house or you don't like to spend money on girls. Well, you're not that into me. either one or both. Or he's not that into me, but he's contacting me constantly. So, I mean, he's kind of into me. Um, He's probably just likes – wants to hook up with me and not yeah, date me. Yeah, it makes it easy right. for him, yeah. And so I wrote that and he never wrote back. Well, and that's fine for me. I'm yeah. not, I, I don't think. Because it's, it's correct. Yeah. He does not fit your wonky star-shaped hole. No, but I think that's no. wonderful that you do that because you put a stop to it. Yeah. Whereas mm. in the past, you've let those things continue. Yeah. And same thing for a lot of guys who are listening to this show. They let things carry on because a girl is still responding back. Like this one client of mine who was showing me this um, text back and forth. Like he would keep writing her. He, I thought some of the things that he was saying were actually kind of witty. Um, but some things were really freaking stupid <laughs> and a huge turnoff. Um, and the girl would write back, yeah, nah, haha, Like, there was like 20 messages of, I'm like, why are you still writing to right? this person? Like, yeah. stop. Like, be respectful to yourself. There's stop like pity responses. Writing. Exactly. And I'm like, they're a day and a half later after. And then you write back right away. It's horrible. So, like, a lot of people still hold on hoping that they can switch things around. But if they were to let those things go and go after things that are better suited for them and adjusting their wants, maybe adjusting the way that they're putting themselves out there, um, dating, they would get better results. Yeah. If you allow that to happen, dating will ravage your self-esteem. Yes. It, it's ravaged whatever little minute self-esteem that I have has just torn it up. Last night I was stood up again. Um, not totally stood up. He wrote to me. We were supposed to go um, out at eight. And I wrote to him because he wanted me to pick the place because he's kind of new here. And he said, "We're you're the local yokel like you pick or whatever. So I wrote to him around four and I said, whatever place, eight o'clock, be there, be square. It was kind of cheesy. And then I didn't hear back from him at four. And I was like, well, here we go. Here we go. And I heard back from him around 6 and he said, don't hate me. A friend of mine got in a car wreck yesterday. She didn't seek medical help or whatever, so I'm taking her today. And I I was so angry because this is the second time he's canceled on me. I did cancel on him once, so this is our third cancellation total. Um, and I took a little bit to write back, but I was I was so mad my heart was like pounding. And I wrote, I don't believe you, but okay. Hope she gets better. Like I'm just – because I guys have been treating me so terribly and I just get messages from all of our listeners saying, how can you let guys treat you like this? You're like a catch. And so I said, I don't believe you. Okay. You believe our listeners? No, actually I don't. Um, I don't I, – I don't have any worth actually. I really don't. Um, and so he wrote back like an hour later with selfies of being there and – so that he sent me a picture of the car wreck. He sent me a picture of himself. Yikes. He sent, so it was like he was proving to me, I'm not lying. He's like, I'm not a douchebag. Yeah. And so I said. Um, so you're going out tomorrow? Well, no, this is the thing. So I said, still don't believe you. I need a picture with two, at least two <laughs> doctors, three nurses, and one amputee. Okay. Well, that was a good save. It was a joke. You know, I was trying to play it off like, oh, I'm not being a bitch. Um, and the reason I didn't believe him was because he didn't say – if it was – I thought if it was true, he would say, so how about tomorrow night instead? So when I wrote that back, he didn't respond back. And so we have no plans again. Right. And as much as it was the truth, at least be respectful enough to be like, but do you want to go tomorrow night or when's the next time you're free? So now my self-esteem is hurt because it's like he probably was like get, – it was a get-out-of-jail-free card for him or something. And I'm like, am I that bad? No, you've had two cancellations in all your dating. You're fine. Think about the guys who are listening to this show. A lot I know. Of them I can't have had many more these poor guys. I know. It's rough for me, and I'm like a relatively. Well, if cute you had it happen twenty times, then it would be it would be better for I'm you. I'm on my way to twenty. I'm not. Fine. You're at two. Yeah, but yeah, you're eighteen away from twenty. But okay, I take away all three, everything four, I said at the beginning of the show five. about being a technical genius. Now <laughs> I'm taking it I'm all so back. Frustrated. From you. It is just I can't imagine being. Listen, I understand the dating world is very frustrating, but everything that Mike has been saying is like don't. Don't give in to the frustration. Switch things up. 
Think, switch things up so they're working better for you. So exactly everything that you're saying, like this guy is not a right match for you. You communicate differently. You, I'm sure there's other things about him that are actually not right for you, but maybe you had good banter and ignored some other things that came your way. Whereas if you were more clear on what it is that you're looking for, maybe you would have weeded him out sooner. Or maybe you guys are just never meant to meet. I don't know. He's probably a great person. You're a great person. Well, we went out once. Right. Okay. So yeah. you had fun with each other. Yeah. Okay. So there was that. And but you did point out a great sort of disqualifier that if you make plans with somebody and they say no but don't offer an alternative right. to me that's like if I ask somebody out and they're like I'm busy great it was wonderful yeah. to meet yeah, you exactly that's I did that the other day to a guy where he said something like um do you want to go do something Saturday and I said oh shoot I have plans Saturday and I left it at that and he was like okay cool have fun and I knew he got the hint yeah well and that's, that's what you're trying to say to right. the other person and I was like smart thank you thank you yes. for getting it okay I want to get to some questions because we only oh my god we're almost done how long have we been recording for um, let me put it in minutes here. We're doing Time. seconds right now. Okay, minutes. perfect. So we have about 10 minutes left. Okay. Hi, Marnie and Chris. My name is Cody. I really related to Kristen when she said she hated her name because I hate mine too. Anyways, I have What's a pe- uh, Cody. Spelled with an I? Yes. Okay. Do you know that? Wow. No, I was just guessing. <laughs> wow. Anyways, I have a past addiction to opiates, and I feel like that is really holding me back from having a great dating life now because I live in a smallish town to where if you don't know me, if you talk to someone who does, my past is bound to come up. However, it's like no one wants to hear the second half where I picked myself up, dusted myself off, and made myself a better person. I would not have – it's just funny because – I think his name is short for coding. <laughs> for coding. I would have not – Yes. Yeah, that's I would have idea. not have yeah. become who I am today without my past. I play piano in my church every Sunday and go to my meetings every week. And if you talk to anyone close to me at any of those places, they would speak very highly of me, or so I am told. However, there is a girl at the factory I clean who I would love to ask out, but I just can't bring myself to do it. I don't know uh, if it's because of my past or the fact that I make $9 an hour and she makes 24 I can't know that. (laughs) I have no idea. I can't even bring myself to have a conversation with her. Well, you obviously have had a conversation about how much you both make. Right. Um, Because I can never get a read on how she's feeling or whether she would be interested. Or if I use dating apps, I always seem to get ghosted, especially if it's someone from my hometown. So I don't know what to do. I can't date someone who relates because it would be unhealthy for both of uh, our recoveries. And I have an eight-year-old son who I have most of the time. So I need someone who can handle that as well. I'm just at a loss. Where do I go? What do I say to find someone? I actually deserve. Thanks, Cody. P.S. I just want to point out that I appreciate that Cody's got his priorities straight, focus on his recovery and the kid. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like if if he were to meet any woman and put put that sort of vibe out there, you're in, buddy. I, I think mean, so too. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. He's it's, from a small town. So there's like 10 girls who are going to write him off because they know about his past. Um, but there, it sounds like there are other options out there for you of great places like your church. And I forget where else he said he was going to, but the places where they can seek very highly of him. Those are other resources for you. Those people know that you've changed. And if you're, if you are using online dating at all, not that you have to, um, you know, use your backstory, but you can dabble into that space of how you've been to a negative place in the past and have come out the other side. You yeah. just learn how to finesse it and word it properly so that it's not moping about, you know, being a drug addict in the past, but talking about the positives that you've gained from a big major change in your life or lessons learned. Exactly what you just said in your email to me that was beautiful, I thought. I, I, I liked you from what I read. Those things are great messages to put out to other people because as we've been talking about on the show, you don't want to, you know uh, – pour out your past onto another individual, but you want to let the other person reading it know who you are and where you came yeah. come from. And that it's in your past and you're moving forward. Yeah. I just like think about all the stories I've heard of Mike Catherwood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's like, he was an addict. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I always forget about him. Gnarly <laughs> stories. I mean, crazy stuff. And he's yeah. like on top of the world now. Yeah. And great family and all this good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think I think because he underneath valued himself the whole time. Yeah. You know? I no, mean, I think like, so too. He, nah, he's no, pretty I, I mean, when he was addicted to drugs, I don't think he valued himself. No. I'm saying like now, right. you know, like mm-hmm. he knows he's worth it and, and, he and he's a handsome dude. And he's got yeah. great people around him. Yes. Oh my God. If you had Dr. Drew by your side, right? you were down. Yeah. You'd be like, perfect. <laughs> this is great. Um, but so what else, what else do you think about him 
like where else do you think that he could go to meet? I think I, I feel for him because like for my brother, he's still in our hometown and it's so small and my brother's now 40. It's so small that like your chances of finding a girl that's not married there that you want to be with is, is very difficult. So I would just suggest going a little maybe outside of the mileage boundaries of your hometown. Maybe go because like where I'm from, I'm from Utica, New York, and there's Syracuse, New York is 30 miles away or 35 miles away. It doesn't – it may not be convenient at the time, but there's right. a bigger selection there because it's a slightly bigger city. I just think getting yourself out of your teeny tiny town – to build up your confidence as well, then maybe go back to your town and show these women that you are a changed person. Right. I just feel like he probably just doesn't – there's not many options for anyone probably in his right. hometown. Maybe. No, but he's saying because of his past, there aren't very many options well, also, because they you know what he did when he was younger. Well, also, if you of that mileage limit, then those people don't know your past. Right. And so yeah. you can build up your confidence and be the new you with the new people. Yeah. And then, like you said, you can bring that back. Yeah, because I will say the wonderful thing about women is that – their impression of you can can shift, and that happens with men as well. You can change your impression. Most often, it's it's they pretty they stick to it. Different right? motivators, yeah. But for women, like there's certain people that I've met in the past who never made me feel anything about them, right? Because they may have been a little bit more meek or weak or whatever. They didn't speak their mind. But I've seen them years later, and their personality has shifted. They were more confident, and, and it actually heightened how I would take notice of them because something was so different that it piqued my interest even more and I paid more attention to them. So that if you do have this past and you still can talk to those people with confidence and maybe even slip in like, you know what, oh, I know how I was when I was younger or something. Like I've totally like, – not justifying who you are but Own in it. some way sneak in something that shows I'm a totally different person now. I'm not on that same track that I was before. Well, my that would be really guy, beneficial. He used to be a drug addict. Now he's totally sober. But he's traveling, right. traveling the world and like just – living his life to the fullest, you know, advising yeah. me to stop drinking. <laughs> right, exactly. But he's, you know, totally totally is it a, a big, new person. Is it a big turnoff for you if somebody was something in their past? No. Is there a – I, I mean, there's a line, the like, thing. I mean, did he rape children? Yeah, can we not live near schools? <laughs> like, is – Right. Yeah. No. Then, okay, yeah, that but. one is out. But, <laughs> like, um, in my past, uh, I was an alcoholic. Is that – a negative for you? It, no, it's not a negative, but it is a red flag to an extent because I've dealt with people like that and the relapsing or whatever is a fear or risk. But I right. think if you get to know them well enough, then you can see if it is an actual risk or not. Like with this, my ghost guy, I don't think it's a risk that he would ever become a drug addict again. Right. Um, but there are certain people that I'd meet and I'd go, Ugh, doesn't seem super stable. And then it would be um, a turnoff. A turnoff. But then the instability would also be a bigger yes, turnoff yeah. than the fact that they may go back to their past addiction. What about in the past? But as an I'm addict also, if I jump back to that. Yeah. Were you an addict? No. Oh, because you um, said But for, for Cody, um, when he's looking for potential partners, um, not everyone is going to be willing to accept that, which is right. totally fine. And it, it just maybe they're not confident enough in their own stability or their own understanding, whatever it may be. And it has they nothing to do with Cody addiction. at all. Right. Yeah. So it's funny because we've talked about on the show, like, how do you bring up sticky topics? And so we we always, and I do this in my coaching as well, you want to be armed with information to calm people down because exactly how we were talking about how your mind can go crazy unless you write something down. Your mind can go crazy if you don't have a full understanding of, of something. And if, if I say a word to you, you may think like the worst of the worst, whereas that word to me isn't that big a deal. Right. So if I said to you, you know, I used to have an opiate addiction. Right, but for you, you might be like, "Oh my God, you're totally gonna like go off the wall and do anyway." So you may have your own impression of what that means. So if you can be armed with information about what that addiction means, how you've handled it, um, and just how you're stopping it from happening in the future, and it's not you're justifying it again or trying to teach somebody about something, but you're trying to educate them so that they understand it's not as big a deal as what they may think. And that would be really helpful. And then Cody, um, for, you know, having a, a child in your life, there's many women who are very open to that. If not, yeah. As a three-year-old. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that a turnoff for you or turn on? Yeah. It was a was whatever. It anything? If yeah. I really liked him, 
I would I it doesn't matter. If See? I didn't like him, I'd be like, well, I don't. Yeah, if I good. don't like him that much, Andy has a kid. But if I really like him and he has a kid, sure. Then it's okay. See? Not a turn off. So right. it's, totally it's all in how you present it. Because yeah. I know you've gone over tons of times before. It's like, well, I've got a kid, so there's that, as opposed to I love my kids, they're great. We yeah. do all this fun stuff together. Jump on board with us. Yeah. Let's go to Disneyland together. Right? Exactly. We don't have any more time I for like more kids, questions. Let's not take it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Let's not take it a little bit. I'm already thousands <laughs> of them running. Yeah. That's like a thousand dollars. It is a thousand dollars. It's so expensive. Yeah. And apparently they don't do anything special for veterans anymore. Really? Yeah. They don't have um whatever they had before where it was like like you don't pay tax or something. There was like a special price for veterans. They don't do that anymore. Weren't wow. they like pro-veteran? They ne- I mean, vet- if anyone needs Disney, it's veterans. Yes. But they, I thought that was a whole thing. Like they were very into the veterans before. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. About that. Anyway, but it's a very, it's, it's very upsetting and it's thousands of dollars to go to Disney. Like, Considering Disney's political history, I feel like he should be in support of the military. Yes, exactly. Who, who, Walt? Walt Disney. Oh, what's his background? He didn't like Jewish people. Yeah, he was, what? he was one of the head of the American Nazi party in the forties. What? Yeah. No, that's why it was the happiest place on earth. Yeah, he used to like no Jews Jews there. He was like the the dude hosting the big rallies and the conventions. Yeah, that was him. Pretty well known. Well, obviously, I didn't know that. I just know that he was Frozen. Yeah. Well, good. Isn't it funny that there was a Disney movie then called Frozen? Yes. Ah, About a soulless, heartless good individual. Good way to end the show, period. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, Mike. Thanks for having me. Thanks for flying down. Yeah, thanks for it's flying down. It's very flattering. Down. It's very flattering. Yeah. It's also, I'm like, what's wrong in your life? But I'm also very flattered. Thanks. He wears nail polish. Oh yeah, and we dress talk up, about the nail polish. Wait, let's talk about the nail polish. He takes chances okay. and does things. And, I know, and, and does wonderful, cool things that most normal people would not do. What are you trying to say about yourself with the nail polish? So I dressed up for Goth Night at the DNA Lounge, the uh, cool place. I'm going to take you both when you come to the city. Um, you don't call it the city down here. Everyone in the Barry just calls it the city. Anyway. No, we call it Silicon Valley. Right? <laughs> Silicon Valley. Um, I dressed up for goth night, like all the eyeliner and whatnot, and didn't have time to like clean the nails oh, okay. that night. And oh. I got home, and I'm like, I kind of enjoy this, and left it on for a few days, and it yeah. kind of stuck. So it's been like So is this from four, a few days ago? No, like five years. Okay, so now... Oh, wait, you, yeah. five years ago? Well, is when I started doing it. Okay, you, so, so you were just playing it off like, oh, the other night I went to this goth thing, and I no. haven't had a chance to take it off. You liked it. So I've been doing it for like five years. Yeah. It was like black the whole time. And then I've like branched out. My neighbor has two young girls who are like five and one just turned, I think, 10 last week. And at the 4th of July last year, they were painting everybody's nails and they didn't have black because they don't do that. Yeah, I know. So I got like sparkly gold and I'm like, you know what? I'm not opposed to this. And then from there, it was, I went with the uh, sparkly sparkly red, right? It matches Marty's lipstick. It's now, tough to pick out the colors at the store, though, because they're all like ocean breeze. I'm like, can you tell me if it's blue? Because I can't tell what they actually oh, right, are. Right, right, yeah, right. the color blindness. That is red. Yes. Okay. You knew that, right? Because it says red carpet, I think was like the, the name of this okay. one. Okay. So something like this, this is weeding people out. Totally. And so it probably is a good thing. And you. all the tattoos and right. yeah, so I it's only like, wear black. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, I need to find something to do besides just speak to weed people out. That's a huge thing. No, but your look does it as well. You think so? Yeah, you scare a lot of people. Okay, good. (laughs) You have assertive cheekbones. My cheekbones are my red nail polish, like version of your red nail polish. No, but you've got like your own style. Like it's clear on who you are. Yeah. But I'm I'm just saying this is an aggressive way to weed people out. Yes, for sure. I'm trying to think of like the equivalent for a woman. Because we would never date. You say that. You just read him. <laughs> I saw an alpha. I'd be like, mm. I'll get a Zima in you, Kristen. You never know what will happen. <laughs> One year from now, you'll we'll have babies. Right. Yeah. No, maybe not the two of you, but I'm telling you, you will have had somebody who. No, has I used these to things. not like tattoos. Now I love tattoos. Really? I, love I used to hate tattoos, tattoos too. I like them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Super nervous. I know that there's but things I mean, that are programmed are into than your polish. head. Yes, because I mean, I like living under some sort of like confines of society. Like, I like when society tells me something. I know you're Catholic. I get it. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, this is normal and this isn't normal. To me, that's not normal. And Which for that me is, is more a- exciting because it's not normal and I like it. Right, but I find some traditional confines yeah. to be attractive. But that's that is knowing because who I'm you a- are. But right. that's the thing. Like, same with my husband. He likes. He thinks he is the most different person in the world and likes to do things so differently, but he is so conservative. Right. <laughs> and like he – same thing. He probably wouldn't like somebody at first glance because – or he would judge them because of it because they were wearing nail polish. And then he would get to know them and then I think wonder like what my parents would judge more. If I brought home like a black dude or a dude with nail polish. What about oh, a black dude be, with nail polish? I know. That would be – That it. would just – their minds would explode. <laughs> like their head would explode. Just, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Well, you should ask them. 
We should have them on our show. Oh, no. Well, I think I'm going to do a podcast with them when I go home for my my podcast. Really? Like, for mental health. Yeah, yeah, having a child who has suffered from depression. That would be interesting. Yeah, and also like their background. My mom, you know, my mom's family has been depressed for a long time and all that. I didn't know that. Until I was born. Then they were like, oh, life's oh, yeah. wonderful. Kristen's here. Yeah, then great. Now she's depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I want people to go to your website and look at your photography because it's now all about who you are and it makes you really happy to do your photography. So yeah. where do they go to? Uh, MikeLloydPhoto.com. I'm sure that'll be in the show notes. It will be. Yep. Now. Uh, perfect. <laughs> or follow me on Instagram, MikeLloydPhoto. LL? Two L's, O-Y-D. Yeah. Thank you for coming down here. For sure. Hopefully... We were everything you yeah, not disappointing. Of. That's the thing is I'm afraid to be disappointed. I know. Oh. this is. I feel high pressure from this podcast right, right, today. I'm like, right. you paid to come down here. <laughs> anyway, you'll just keep listening to the other episodes, even if this one wasn't as magical as you dreamed it would be. I had a blast. Good. I'm Good. glad. I'm, kind I'm of, glad. You like open this thing talking about pizza, though, and we haven't really had any of that. So well, I told you it's frozen. It's <laughs> in three. my freezer right now. <laughs> I don't qualify. <laughs> you do qualify. I will, oh. You have nail polish on, so you get pizza. It's pizza sauce. Exactly. Already on your fingers. Perfect. <laughs> New episodes of this podcast called Ask Women What She Wants, Whatever the Hell You Want It To Be, comes out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. You guys are awesome. Please keep listening to us, no matter what our show is called or and no matter what our picture looks like. But you have been supporting us for a very long time. And to anybody that has written in to Kristen, there have been a lot of people. Yeah, you guys um, have been super nice. Yeah, you guys are a wonderful, wonderful audience. I pass on everything to Kristen. So thank you, everyone listening. We will see you next week. Mm-hmm.